It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Okay, uh, welcome in everybody. Patrick Johnson here with you uh, in the studio today. Uh, we got a huge show to get to, lots of things to uh, discuss, but we start with breaking news. This just in. Breaking news. This is a special report on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here's Patrick Johnson. So we told you yesterday that uh, the NCAA had decided essentially that uh, for a two-week stretch, guys would be able to play who were two-time transfers. Uh, one of the – somebody out there reported yesterday that essentially you could uh, come in, uh, be a part of uh, playing in these two weeks, and it not impact your eligibility uh, because there's a court hearing on this matter on the 27th. But, Pilk, you were telling me, I'm looking for it, so you might could fill in the details here, but essentially the NCAA has come back and said today you'll burn your red shirt if you play during the uh, two-week stretch here. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So, you know, it's weird. You can play four football games and red shirt, but if you play two basketball games in Cam Hayes' uh, you know, situation, no red shirt. Yeah, um, so this is coming out today. Uh, yeah, looking at it, and uh, that is the uh, that is the sad uh, update. There's really no clarification, and I guess it'll have to be waited uh, for until after Christmas. All right, well, that probably answers the question for uh, tonight. And I would imagine if you're not if you're going to burn a year of eligibility if you play in these two weeks and possibly can't continue on, uh, if you play and then sit out the rest of the season, I'm sure there would be some sort of uh, about face on the NCAA saying it's a violation. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's go now to the uh, line, the uh, phone line. Cy Seymour is on the trip with the uh, Pirates. He's in Lakeland, Florida. Uh, Cy, uh, obviously this has been a fluid situation all day, and, and from what you can gather and probably know, and probably some things you can't say, but uh, ECU's kind of been on top of this all day, trying to, to stay on top of what the NCAA was going to decide. Yeah. And uh, I literally just left uh, John Gilbert, and I said, "Can I bring it up?" He said, "Yes, he will play tonight." Oh, so, he will. Understand? Yes, <clears throat> yes, he okay. will play tonight. He talked to lawyers earlier in the day, and the decision is that he will play tonight uh, here in, in 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 Florida against the University of Florida. All right. So, well, Pilk, let's get that on social media as breaking news. Uh, Cam Hayes uh, will play tonight for the Pirates against. Uh, Against Florida, so uh, yeah, <coughs> good news. Um, <clears throat> he has been practicing this whole time, yes, he w- and so yeah, he- uh, what do you expect out of him tonight, Cy? Because it'll be his yeah, first yeah. game action in well, quite a while. I, I think, I think, yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> think you expect a lot. This is a Florida team that shoots it in fifteen seconds. They get down the floor. They are high. They have really good players. And he's not been game flow. Now, he's been practicing with his ball club. But you know and I know, when you get on the floor, the speed is totally different. I think you'll see a little bit of action. Not sure how much. I would think he, he you would go big against this ball club because they are big and strong. 
So that's what we're looking at tonight. Uh, in case you're just joining us, Cy Seymour's on the phone with us from Lakeland, Florida. He's on the trip with the uh, Pirates. Uh, and uh, the Pirates will take on UF, the Gators, at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. Airtime here on 94.3, the game at 107.9 WNCT is 630. Uh, so, Cy saying that Cam Hayes will play tonight. Um, I guess the, the, he will not have that year of eligibility. I won't have two years after this if, if the – basically, I guess yeah, – but, yeah, but he'll play, I guess, and this is one of his two years, I suppose. That's right. That's right. And uh, he, he made that decision after talking to attorneys. Uh, John Gilbert told him we would accept whatever you want to do. There was no pressure on him. It's his decision. And uh, that he thinks that he can go with it. He thinks the ruling will be okay, and he has decided to play tonight. Now, he will be in uniform. How much he plays, I'm not sure, but he will be ready to play. Well, this obviously a uh, couple of breaking news items here to start this uh, show today, Cy, but how does this help East Carolina once he, assuming he's able to stay in the lineup, and how, how would you assume that, or, or how do you pr- project he will help this team once he gets his game legs about him? Well, there's no doubt about it. He's an SEC and ACC player. He's uh, really talented. He's a leader. He's very positive. And and he can shoot the basketball and do a lot of good things. He did good things at State. He did good things at LSU. And he has decided to come home to North Carolina. And I think it's going to work out fine. He will be a, rare, he will be a big help to ECU. Offensively, the Pirates need another scorer. Um, and he... And a shooter, and he provides both. He, he provides both. Now, on the defensive end, I'm just not sure. I just don't know. I would, I would tell you he's great if he was. I'd tell you if he's sorry. But I don't know. But offensively, he can shoot it from anywhere. He's very confident. But, again, this is the first time he's been in game speed. Does he play a lot? I don't know. I just don't know. But did want to let you know that I met, I met with John about 15 minutes ago, and, and uh, John Gilbert, the athletic director, said, uh, he's made the decision, and he's talking about Cam to play. And so he will be ready to play tonight. This is a big team, probably the biggest opponent that the Pirates have played. I don't mean in stature. I mean in actual physical stature and size. Uh, this is the longest and the, and the largest team that East Carolina has played this year. So would you expect, uh, obviously, Brandon Johnson's got to be big on the glass. Ezra Azar's got to continue to play uh, with great spark and energy and i'd have to imagine you'd see sir malanga and uh, possibly callum richard uh, out there tonight just yeah. to just to kind of bang around with their big guys well i think you'll see that i think you'll in fact it may be a starting lineup that's big you have to against this ball club they're just too big you have to do those things so they should be ready to do it uh they prepared for them but this is a florida team that you know they picked up transfers from seton hall who was the best player pants plant uh a kid from Iona that was the best player in the, and, and so this is a loaded ball club, so you've got to be ready to bring it to my Cy, as far as, uh, coming off the last game and, uh, you know, RJ Felton got off to such a torrid start, he continues to be the team's leading scorer, but, uh, you know, is it a case where some of his struggles are, he's, you know, just kind of the ebbs and flows of a season? Is he being, uh, scouted and played a little differently after his fast start to the season? Well, I think he's scouted, but he can handle that. He'll be ready to play, and and he'll 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 be able to get get it done. It's just he's too good of an athlete. Uh, but you're meeting some of the top kids in the SEC in the last two games. A lot of people will struggle when you play these guys, if, especially if you're the guy they're pointing at. 
So he's going he's gonna to be ready to play, and he, he will do well. He's got a high motor. He's confident. He'll be ready to play. Bobby, the R.J. Felton, you, you never leave him out. Bobby Pettiford, I think, comprises uh, a backcourt that is a legitimate backcourt, uh, a legitimate American backcourt with uh, with R.J., uh, you've been very impressed by what he's doing, and he's scoring the basketball at a high level. But he's all, or at a higher level than he than he has at any point in his college career. He doesn't mind taking a shot, but he's a true point guard, and that he wants to get everybody else theirs first. Yeah, he is a true he is a true point guard first, and that's that's what counts. He's very good at it. He's physically strong enough to match in this league, which is a very good sign. He can match with anyone, and he can. He can uh, he can shoot it from the perimeter enough, and uh, I, you know, Bobby Patterson's the real deal. He's a really good guard. He'll play well for East Carolina tonight. We have uh, pressed Cy Seymour into duty again after talking to him Monday. But Cy, with uh, the breaking news, breaking news, scoop Seymour, Cy uh, <laughs> yeah. Seymour here, scoop Seymour uh, saying Cam Hayes will play tonight against the uh, Gators in Lakeland, Florida. So that is uh, that's big news for East Carolina tonight, and big news for Cam Hayes. And I know we're excited to. About that, uh, is uh, Ben Biala available? Side, do we know that yet? Yeah, he's not. He's on crutches. He's not ready to play. Okay. I, and I talked to him today at shoot around. He's on crutches. Can't do anything. So he'll be. But everybody else is healthy. Okay. Everyone else is healthy. Talking to Nate Clark at the. It's a healthy ball club. So ECU uh, is is it full strength? And and again, I don't think you got to expect a lot out of Cam Hayes tonight because he literally this is his first game and. They'll see how, it's going to be interesting how they play it. But I, I know this. I, I was with their shoot around today and I was with, uh, I was in their film sessions and they're ready to play. They're, they're ready to go and it, it should be a hard fought battle. But I can tell you, this team has got four transfers that were in the tops in their practice. Yeah. Listen, from Seton Hall to Yale to Iona, they've got players in here right now and, 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 and have wings that can play. It, it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, Cy, what are some keys for the Pirates tonight? You have to get back in transition. They're going to get down the floor quick, and they're going to try to try to drive it to the hole. So you got to get back in transition. You've got to hit the glass. That you can only allow one shot. If they crash the boards, and as you said, they're big seven one six ten. They are big and strong and athletic. And then you got to protect the ball, and you got to shoot the three ball, and you got to hit. It's, it's just that important in today's game. You knock down threes, you get your end games. All right, last thing uh, for you here. Uh, this is a, a trip you're going on as kind of a, a pirate fan tonight. So um, they're playing in Lakeland. Well, i got a couple more things for you. They're playing in Lakeland. What what kind of arena is this that they're playing in tonight? It's the Magic's uh, G League affiliate plays there yeah. regularly? And, yeah. No, they're, they're, it's, it's dated. They don't play in there anymore. Okay. It's a dated arena that holds about 5,000, 6,000 people. So it's not that big of an arena. Okay. But, but, but it'll be a fun game to play in. I think they're expecting maybe 4,000. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. It'll feel full. In other words, it'll feel That's like, right. It, yeah. That's right. Uh, okay. Um, and then last thing for you here, uh, you, as I said, you went as a fan, uh, on this, uh, particular excursion and your lovely wife went with you. Have you, uh, did you leave extra room in the suitcase for any of the uh, the holiday Christmas related shopping that might have been done today? Yes, yes, you have to do that. There were two hours of Christmas shopping this afternoon. You have to do that, or you know, that's the compromise. So we did that. <laughs> she had a good time shopping, right? And and uh, and you know, I'm just there. You know, I'm just there. 
But the basketball part, I've loved every every minute of it. And I'll tell you, the more I'm with uh, the administration and, and the coaching staff, the more impressed I am. They are very good at what they do. And, again, the first thing they look at in, in John Gilbert's eyes, what's best for this athlete? And he said, Cam, we're going to support your decision, whatever you do. And they have been on the phone constantly with attorneys and family and everything. And Cam made the decision. I'm ready to try it. I think we're going to be okay. And that's his call. That is his call. But but John was right there with him and saying, we're with you, whatever you do. So it's not been a bad – it's been a good uh, – and listen, who knows what's right anymore, you know. But I, I think for Cam, he, he, he did all the options, looked at it, made the decision. Well, I, and I think having him in the lineup will be uh, ultimately a big help to this team. I really do. So – uh, no doubt about let's, it. Let's no hope that's doubt about the it. Case. Uh, all right. What's the weather like down in Lakeland today, Cy? Listen, the truth is, a little overcast, blowing hard, about seventy degrees. Okay, but it's still nice. You yeah. go out, you feel like you're in the spring. You know, it's not. Bad. Oh yeah, not bad. At all. Oh yeah, I, I I miss Florida winters, especially in that part of the state. There you go. All right. Take there care, Cy. Thanks a lot. Do appreciate it. All right, Patrick. Go, go get him, man. Thanks for all you. All do. right. Do there he like. goes. The great Cy Seymour on the road trip. Philip the ref Pilkington. On yeah, the, on I'm the jealous. Roadie. I'm jealous. I'm stuck here in cold Greenville. And he's down there at 70 degree Lakeland, Florida. Uh, I didn't realize they were. I thought they were playing in the Magic, the G League's team, but they're playing in the old arena now, which is fine. I mean, it's it is what it is. One of those neutral site games. Sounds like there'll be a decent crowd in there tonight. But the big news out of that is Cam Hayes is going to play, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, he's been appraised, apprised rather of the situation, feels good about it, so he's going to give it a go. And uh, we'll see. This, this again is NCAA is saying if you play in, is it two, is it more than one game? Is that kind of what they're saying, Pilk? More than one game? I think if he plays, just plays it made it sound like if you play, you're, okay. you're done. It, or your eligibility has been used. Well, I mean, do that math. The good news is you have some time here practice wise to get him, you know, uh, ready for the conference. And that's where he's really going to be a help is in the conference. So, uh, I think it's exciting personally. I think it's good, but, uh, you're, you're, I just, I don't understand the NCAA's rationale on all this. And I, I was hearing today that they started to get kind of squirrely on this as far as what they were going to, cause they, they said very cl- plainly yesterday in a statement, uh, cause I think I go retru- re- retweeted the, the statement that somebody had reported on saying that they were going to be very, very clear. They were going to allow – it would not be – there would be no penalty to the schools if they used the player during this time. There'd be no burning of a redshirt year. They'd still have whatever eligibility they had remaining next year and onward. It's it's just hard to figure. It really is. Uh, but it's the NCAA. All right. Uh, a timeout, and when we come back, we will uh, get uh, Jim Zoki on the phone. We'll also hear from Coach Swartz and a pirate report later on, and uh, much, much more. It is uh, the Patrick Johnson Show quarter past on this uh, Thursday, and we will be right back talking some Panthers. And I think we get into the Belichick stuff next, Pilk. I think that's what we do. I'm looking forward to it. We hadn't had time to really get into it this week, so I think we go with the Belichick story. And we can see if Zoki will break the news and say if he'll be hired. 
How about that? Size already broken news. Why can't Zoki? Right? I'd love to hear it. Bring right. on six Super Bowl rings. <laughs> hey, while we're in the break, Pilk, will you look up how many wins he's behind Don Shula? Yep. Okay. Tell us that when we come back. So Pilk will do that. Jim Zoki on the other side here on the Patrick Johnson Show on a uh, breaking news Thursday. We have you covered with all the ECU news and beyond that you need for the drive home. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Okay, uh, welcome back. In case you're just joining us, the uh, breaking news tonight is that uh, Cam Hayes will play for East Carolina as they're in Lakeland, Florida, to take on the uh, Florida Gators in a neutral site game. 6.30 will be the airtime on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT with a 7 o'clock uh, tip from uh, Central Florida tonight as the uh, Pirates take on the Gators. ECU 6-4. and four. And the uh, Florida Gators are six and three. We go to the uh, phone lines now where another great guest has joined us live here this evening. It is, uh, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network. He's, uh, with us on the line. And, uh, I don't know if I heard this correct or not, Zoke, but it sounded like Philip Pilkington was actually trying to get you to buy his Panthers tickets for the rest of the uh, season. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me he was trying to do, is convince you to buy them off which, of him. Which is desperation, because I go with the credentials. So right. Actually, right. I don't need them. I, I was actually warning him, because I know he's from our area, Harrisburg. And so I said, are you coming to the game? He said, hey, his dad's got tickets. He, he, he may end up with them. I said, you know we're getting them on soon. Like, we're supposed to get, I don't, I don't know what Greenville is, but we're going to get, like, oh, everybody's two to four get inches rain. of rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be a ton of, it's going to be a ton I, of rain. On top of the... On top of the usual entertainment we provide during the game, we're also adding in soon for this one. Now, I, I know you're aware of this, and uh, I, you know I, I can't speak for him. But if during the portion of any portion, because you do like a 19-hour pregame uh, for for all of this, if <laughs> any, you guys carry the last, you guys carry the last 10 minutes of that, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if you if you need at any portion, be it on the local part of the pregame or the network, staff meteorologist Joey Weather. Joe Sampson, we'll loan him out yeah. to you if you need a forecast. I forgot. I, I forgot about Joe's weather acumen. I, I should have thought of that. So this this could be a spot for Joe. Yeah. You actually were trying to forget about it, is what I think. You were. You saw. No, it, I mean, hey, you saw it yeah, once. We, we, we cover all the. We cover all the angles. Nope, we cover all the angles. And he said, I think that day in particular was it was it was hot, and he nailed the weather forecast. It was hot that day. It was so, hot that day, and he he was he was correct. Spot on. Spot on. Uh, Jim Soki with us, uh, here. So how does the weather play into the game? Uh, Pilk and I were, or Pilk was discussing it. It maybe plays into the Falcons' hands a little bit, the weather. What do you say? I don't even, my first thought was, well, it can't hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like one of things like, I'm dead, you can't kill me. Um, so it's like, yeah, so it's, um, it's, uh, you know, the Panthers have been running the ball well. You know, traditionally you think, you know, hang out to the football. It's, it can be difficult to pass on a good weather day for us on a bad weather day, maybe more of a running game. And we're coming off of craziness as the Panthers ran for 204 yards last week uh-huh. as a team as their best running game. Didn't win, obviously didn't score a lot of points because of the passing issues. But, uh, you know, that could play in, again, shortening the game, run the ball, those kind of things. 
could work for Carolina. But obviously Atlanta, that's what Arthur Smith is known for too. So these could be two teams doing the same thing with B. John Robinson out there running the ball. Uh, Tyler Algier, they got great running backs too. So could be, could be Army Navy. Uh, could be one of those teams where we, just, we both see them run the ball. Both teams trying to get to the fourth quarter. It could be that, that Raiders Vikings game from last week where it's three nothing. So it could, could be a game Oof. like that. Boy, was how about that? That's the lowest scoring lowest scoring game lowest scoring game since nineteen eighty. Yeah, it's hard. Well, it's hard to beat three. <laughs> very hard to beat three nothing. That's, uh, that's I mean, a difficult one. Two nothing would be the only way you, somebody gets to safety. I mean, that's the only way yeah. you, you could beat that. Jeez, that is brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, you, you the, the Falcons right now. It's you know it's everybody six and seven in that division, but the Panthers uh, right now, and. Would you say that maybe Atlanta has kind of the, you know, it's a crucial four-game stretch. This is, you know, unless there's a total collapse, it looks like Arthur Smith will be back. But is this, I mean, there's obviously, the Falcons will be motivated. There's a lot to play for here. Yeah, as you said, the rest of the division's got something to play for. And, um, yeah, I think we actually had um, Wes Durham on Panther Talk Monday night. I asked him because, Will Brinson had brought it up in our conversation he goes, there's a scenario where the entire division could fire the coaches. Which, you know, that was odd because somebody's going to win the division. Uh, we've, we've already chipped in with ours. So I, I could see, you know, Dennis Allen's on a hot seat in New Orleans. If they sure. don't win it, that could happen for sure. Uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, we'll see. That's, there's such a, I mean, they're, they're expected after the, going all in on Brady. They're like the Rams. They, they spent so much winning right. the Super Bowl. It's kind of hard to put anything on them. So that would probably be a little surprising. I think Arthur Smith's in a good spot, and they're yeah they're up and down. But you know you can see obviously they don't have the best quarterback situation no. either. So you can't put it all on that with Desmond Ritter starting and then benched and then starting, and uh, in between Taylor Heineke. So they, you know, again they're not working with marquee quarterbacks there. Ritter happens to be coming off a great game, 347 yards last week, but that's been kind of an outlier for him as far as the passing numbers go. So I would say because of the fact they don't really have probably their quarterback in place, I think Arthur Smith is probably in good shape. Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, a 1 o'clock kick on Sunday, a noon airtime uh, under a deluge at Bank of America Stadium. <laughs> By the way, Bank of America, 20 more years is the sponsor of that stadium or wherever the Panthers may end up. Where they may end up? Well, you know, there's there's wanting a new stadium. There's there's the the want for the new stadium from Tepper. Uh, Yeah, I think those days of um, I think yeah, you're right. There probably is a want to. I don't know that there's an appetite for that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the best time for an ask. Uh, But yeah, I think um, yeah, they've done a good job too in in renovating it. And you know, obviously they had a it to some degree for soccer, um, but also just uh, the renovations and updates they've done on the stadium for having been around as long as it has 20, what, 27, 28 years now. It's, um, it actually doesn't look dated. I mean, they've done no. a good job keeping it up yeah. to date. So I think it's, it's going to be home for a while. You're right. I think, you know, that when he came in, the owner was like, you know, talking about, let's get a dome, let's do this, let's do that. I'm like, yeah, you know, between. The economy and people's appetite to chip in and ask that kind of stuff, I think they're probably going to be where they are. For, well, for and, you know, I think to the layman, uh, as you say, it's a very, I mean, it's, it's, it, there's a modern feel still, still to that. So there's no outdated feel to Bank of America. Yeah, there's things that are needed that you can't well, sure. because of the growth of Charlotte is that there's no parking. 
Well, yeah. You've got to find your parking, even for media. It's, it's difficult to, you know, every year it's a little bit different. But in terms of you know, tailgating, traffic, parking, there are things that would be nice if you had more infrastructure to have some space uh, just for a, a big tailgating lot. And, you know, things like that uh, is really kind of find your own tailgate area with your group of people or whatever. But, uh, you know, this, again, if you want to have a stadium in downtown Charlotte, that's what you got. Uh, you'd have to go out somewhere else. So that, I think they are going to be where they are. And I don't think there's any momentum at all right now to do anything other than that. You're right. Pilkington also brought up a great uh, point I wanted to ask you about. Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, is here. Uh, this is a, a second go-around, uh, this time for Bryce Young seeing an opponent. Pardon me. So uh, that'll, that'll be interesting, I guess, his opportunity to see an opponent for the second time. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm sure Philip knows this too. So was New Orleans last week. Sure. So that, you know, uh, we're, you know, so he's had a second chance. I think, and those were the first two games of the year. So uh, there are some things, obviously, within the same season that are the same, but uh, a lot of things that change, and teams tend to not try to do unless it was really super successful. The same thing twice. The biggest thing I remember from the first meeting was, uh, Bryce Young being basically tricked into a couple interceptions by right. the veteran Jesse Bates, the safety that first game. Because that too, I think, I think it was 10-10 in the fourth quarter. It was tied and ended up being 24-10. But yeah, just, you know, things like that, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty aggressive on defense. You got to be ready for that. And of course, with the injuries that offensive line at, at guard in particular just continue first play of the game last week, Justin McCray, the latest starter goes down on the first play and then Cade Mays comes off the bench, plays 79 snaps. So, you know, they're, they're vulnerable to stuff up the, the middle. And when you get pressure up the middle, it's hard to run a lot of plays uh, correctly in the NFL. And obviously the, the Panthers prove otherwise in stopping teams from doing that. Yeah, it doesn't happen every single play, but uh, they, they do have to get uh, more consistency and just trying to give uh, a rookie quarterback more time. And when he gets the, the chance, he needs to do better with the ball. And uh, he should be at a point now where, yeah, he's going to throw some picks, no doubt, but uh, he should be more wary now in the game 13-14 than he was in game one uh, against a guy like Bates and have a little bit more going for him on this one, I would think. All right, Pilk, do you have any questions for Zoke before we get into the really juicy, juicy stuff? Uh, well, my big question was going to kind of be, I think, what you're about to ask him in the juicy stuff. Okay. And I apologize for the totally well, no, no, about no. The let, let first me, game, uh, so. let me, uh, let me, uh, let the, we're not getting into Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey. No, stuff, heck no, okay. no. Hey, what do you think of, oh, uh, <laughs> what do you think of that, uh, Zoke? Uh, I guess Al, they're, they're, Al Michaels kind of hit to his surprise is not going to be calling a playoff game for, uh, NBC. And, uh, there, there's, uh, there's all kinds of internet speculation. That it's because he would not acknowledge Taylor Swift. Is is there anything to that? If there's even a percentage of a chance that's correct, I'm going to lay out on this question because I need to work. <laughs> so um, if, that, if, if that's how they're deciding who gets to do games, is your like your likability with Taylor Swift? I'm going to say I think she's great and she's good for the NFL, and that's all I got to say about that. But I do. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but you know, Al's obviously a legend, and he's been doing it for a long time, and, and everyone gets older. But his, you know, it's, it's well documented his energy level. And I watched the games on Amazon right. on Thursday. Right. I mean, his energy level is just, you know, I, re- I remember growing up as a kid. You know, do you believe in miracles? Yes, and just uh, and him doing the World Series with an earthquake going on and stopping to call an earthquake and stuff like that. And you know, at some point, I know he's being paid a ton of money. At some point, you just wonder, like, you know, it's like Lee Corso, lovable guy, but it's just at some point, it's like, you know. Does everyone have to work till they're in a really, really advanced age? So, 
I think maybe it's probably as much that as letting some other people that have done a really good job in today's football have a chance to maybe call those games. All right, Jim Zoki is uh, with us here on the uh, Panthers radio network. Uh, you'll hear the game on Talk 103.7 WTIB coming up this uh, weekend. Uh, all right, well, Bill's question was kind of... Uh, was that the question for No, Phil? no, I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it. It's the Belichick stuff. What do you... What do you make? Well, let's just start with uh, New England deciding not to bring Bill Belichick back. I think, you know, it, it's not been great since Brady left. Let's be honest. I mean, they're kind of a mess right now. Three and ten and you know, the, the constant uh, you know, benching of Mac Jones and just you know, staff issues and so forth. So it's it's not been great um, as far as what's going on in New England. It's kind of played out. And I think, you know, everything has its uh, its course where it, where it ends. And I think it's probably time for, honestly, something new there. And uh, post-Brady, uh, he's had a number of years to kind of see what he could do, and it just seems to be going on a decline every year. Um, but there was a story this week, I can't remember if it was The Athletic or somebody, uh, said that you know the Tepper's people had reached out to just gauge interest, like nothing serious, just kind of some formal, uh, informal, I should say, you know, reaching out of a discussion behind the scenes kind of thing, if you can believe it. There's some of the Internet stories and so forth. Um, you know, I think, you know, that would probably be of interest to somebody like Belichick to have a fresh start if that's the case where it all plays out in that way. I don't know what the interest level is at all uh, on this side with that. That doesn't seem like the kind of direction when they just start talking about trying to bring in Frank Reich previously and talking offensive minds and so forth. You know, Bill's obviously a defensive guy, so I don't know that that's a, a, a fit here, but I'm sure they'll kick the tires on, on everything as they look here. And I think for New England, I think they probably are probably getting to that point where that it definitely probably could use a new look there. Pilk, does that uh, disappoint you to hear that to hear Zoki's analysis? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's I think bringing in Belichick in a way would be cool, but I'm sure he's going to keep trying to coach. You know, Scooter looked it up; he's like 27 wins behind Shula. Oh, that would take him. He would at this rate yeah. with the Panthers. It take him 27 years, 45 years to get to that. Point. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it would hey, be cool, but it would be a cool way to, he's 71 could do it by 98 to make it happen. There you go. I mean, it would be cool to, like, I guess bring him in and help, have him help turn the program around, but you'd want him to have, like, one of those big-time coordinators that he then hands the reins over to because if he – it's going to be a rebuild, whoever gets this job, yeah. and you're not going to – if it's Belichick, he's not going to be around for seeing what his rebuild, I think, comes to. So, Is there a scenario that you think meets his – Desires right now or potential scenario? I think this. I think from his eyes, this would be a great fit because is nowhere to go but up. You would probably he would wherever he go want autonomy over personnel and coaching, so he would have that here. Um, so it'd be like well, single you just turn it over to Bill Belichick. But again, seventy one. The success has not followed post Brady as far as what's going on in New England. So not entirely again not entirely sure what the interest level is on this side, but in terms of talk about what he would want. Yeah, 71, get to move to a great climate outside of this Sunday with the, the monsoon. <laughs> and coming down this way, I think it would be appealing to him to have a chance to kind of go through it one more time and, and, and build something and have a young quarterback in place. Because whatever happens, I mean, Bryce is going to be the centerpiece of it. So you just kind of build the franchise around the fact that you've got Bryce Young here and some other key guys, obviously, is obviously some other good players well, here like Derek Brown. And, and here's the other thing I would say. The division's gettable. Every year? I mean, every year it's gettable. Last year was eight and nine. It might be that or worse this year in the way it's going right now. So yeah, it's extremely, you know, less competitive than when you're dealing with, you know, Buffalo in particular. Now Miami's gotten good. So 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, at this point, this juncture anyway. I do, um, you know, I do think this league helps you if you do it right. It helps you. So I think, you know, Atlanta just got out of salary cap heck last year. They've got some really good young pieces. I think they're a quarterback away. Um, again, I, I don't think that New Orleans made the right choice with Derek Carr. They may have to do a reboot on that. Right. Uh, situation at quarterback there. And again, Tampa's paying the bill. Uh, for winning their Super Bowl with Brady and the pieces they put around him, so they might be another year or so away. But um, yeah, it's, 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 for the foreseeable future, you're right. I, I think this is a very gettable division out of all the. Will you watch Raiders NFL. Chargers tonight, Zoki? I don't think I will. Okay. <laughs> Especially because there's no quarterback. Again, is that I had Justin Herbert on one of my fantasy teams, right. uh, even though I wasn't using him because CJ Stroud, but uh, he, they're both hurt. And uh, but I think um, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like they both get hurt the same day. I made I made the playoffs with my team okay. and had to go waiver wire dumpster diving. I got Joe Flacco, so Joe Flacco uh-huh. is now my guy uh, because who's left on the waiver wire at this point? But uh-huh. uh, yeah, the the Vegas team. I mean, again, coming off that three nothing game, and then the Chargers. What they went six nothing the other week. So I mean, they're just you know this is a almost unwatchable game with Al Michaels <laughs> calling it. I may have to see. I don't even know. Can I get the ECU basketball game? Is yeah, it, it's, it's on. on uh, it's on the SEC Network, so you can watch it. All right, if that's the case, I'm gonna. That's where my attention is going. I want to see what happens with that. By the way, uh, Zoki, kind of art imitating life. You, you, you're the Browns. I should say you're Browns, but I mean you're from the area. The Browns mm-hmm. get Flacco. Zoki gets Flacco. It's amazing. It's amazing how that worked well, out. Because he was on the waiver wire, that right. it worked out. Yeah, that's why it worked out. All right, uh, he was on the practice squad till today. They just signed him to a real contract, apparently. Oh, okay. Wow. What do you think of that? So now you got him on your, your team off the waiver. This is amazing. Uh, that's what it, that's what inspired me. Yeah. That's what did it. You said, hey, if he's good enough to get off that practice squad and onto that team, <laughs> he'll be good enough to leave me in the, in the postseason. Good, good enough for my fantasy. Yeah, I was going to say, this might be Al Michaels. You don't know. So this might be Al Michaels' most energy. He might have something to prove tonight, and this might be his most energetic uh, game of the season tonight because he's got something to prove to NBC. All right. And here's my other issue. Yeah. I mean, just how lazy I am. You know, it's that whole, we're YouTube TV in our house. So it's the whole having to not be able to flip around the channels to actually make the effort to go to Amazon Prime. I know. If you stay, it's a commitment. And then if you leave, you you back into the YouTube TV and through the home screen. There's a lot of button well, pushing that, Patrick. I'm just not up for all of that. And I don't know about you, but anything, I, I, I want to do anything to try to take my wife's attention away from Amazon, even if it's just for a second. <laughs> Especially during this holiday. Oh season, my gosh! Sure. I have I can't tell you how many boxes I've moved in the last few days. It's unreal. It's uh, what we, is she binge watching these days? Is she on a show? I, you or know, what she's watching? been watching what what's for sale next. That's what she's binge watching on Amazon. Is what can I buy next? Is what's being binge okay. watched. Uh, the great Jim Zoki. Always great to talk to you, Jim, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you then. All right, the great Jim Zoki. Pilk, why don't we take a break, and then we'll come back and do your update. How about that? I will assume that. Yeah, that works. Sorry, I was trying to give you a thumbs up as I was trying to get music pulled up I here. I can't see you. And Ah, yeah, Michael's got this big TV in the way, so yeah. I'm just going to blame Michael. And uh, there's the music you were asking for. I like to and, blame Michael. Uh, and now we're going to keep going. And we are. It's a break. And we uh, return. I uh, will do a pirate report a little later, but fill up the rep Pilkington with an update, including breaking news on the ECU basketball game tonight. 
The Pilkins here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update and pirate report. The NCAA has announced that if a player plays during this two-week period, which is allowing two-time transfers to play without an approved waiver, they will you lose a year of eligibility. However, Pirates guard Cam Hayes has announced that he will play tonight against Florida as the Pirates take on the 6-3 and three Gators. Really, really, really good team. Um, basically a team that is few possessions away from being eight and one uh, two losses to Baylor and Virginia that um, you know they're right there would be an eight and one ball club right now so we understand what an incredible challenge it's going to be for us going uh, into Florida to play them that game tips at seven o'clock with network coverage starting at 6 30 right here on 94 three the game also on our sister station 1079 and other news in the pirate nation the pirates have added two new members to their offensive staff Rodney Freeman the second will be the running backs coach and Hunter McKay will coach the tight ends. Coach Freeman was most recently the running backs coach at Utah State, whereas Coach McKay was at Ole Miss with John David Baker as the offensive line grad assistant and an offensive analyst. It was announced last night that Mason Garcia has committed to play football at Austin P. This is just a couple days after Coach Trip Weaver took the D.C. job there. Garcia started in three games of the Pirates last season and had four total career starts. We wondered if last month's meeting between Oregon and Oregon State on the gridiron was going to be the last for a while with the Ducks leaving for the Big Ten. However, it will even be less of a wait till next year's contest. The teams have announced they will be playing a home-and-home series. The meeting this September 14th will be in Corvallis, and they will return to Eugene on September 20th, 2025. The NBA has suspended Draymond Green indefinitely after he was ejected from in Tuesday night's loss to the Suns. Green's played in just 15 games this season and has already been ejected from three of them. Tonight, the Canes will be back in action as they head up to Detroit to take on the Red Wings and try and build off their 4-1 win on Tuesday night in Ottawa, which snapped a four-game skid. That'll do it for your 94-3 Game Sports Flash Update and Pirate Report. On the other side of this timeout, we'll be back to wrap up the show with comments from Mike Schwartz ahead of tonight's game against the Florida Gators. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. The big uh, breaking news is that Cam Hayes will play tonight for East Carolina. And uh, obviously, uh, we'll see how much he goes. ECU and uh, the Florida Gators coming up at uh, 7 o'clock tonight on uh, 94.3 The Game. And also... 107.9 WNCT in the IBX media app. All right, let's uh, hear some comments from Coach Swartz in today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. We start with an opening statement from Coach Swartz before the team left to go to Lakeland, Florida. Been a good couple of days of practice, uh, obviously coming off of a disappointing loss in terms of the way the game ended on South, uh, versus South Carolina on Saturday, but obviously we have to move on to a uh, incredible challenge versus Florida uh, coming up tomorrow night. Really, really, really good team. Um, basically a team that is a few possessions away from being 8-1, and one, uh, two losses to Baylor and Virginia that, um, you know, they're right there would be an 8-1 and one ball club right now. So we understand what an incredible challenge it's going to be for us going uh, into Florida to play them. 
All right, and uh, coach on how uh, you will keep the team with energy and the same energy that they've shown at home as they head on the road to a hostile environment, though the game is on a neutral set, but it'll be a pro-Florida crowd for sure. That's what makes road games, and, and you know, even though it's considered neutral site being in Lakeland, but we know this is going to be you know a home game for Florida. I think it's just the excitement to play. I mean, I think any coach would say that, and our guys are fired up to play because they get a chance to play a game coming off of a tough loss. But whether we're at home or we're on the road, but that is what makes going on the road or a neutral site uh, more challenging because we know the environment, and, and it'll be obviously a pro-Florida crowd. Swartz on uh, the positive takeaways from the game Saturday where the Pirates lost by six to South Carolina. And we stood in the center of the ring uh, the whole game. Uh, we were right where we needed to be. In fact, had a lead late game. Um, defensively, I thought we guarded really well, about as, gu- uh, as well as they've been guarded throughout the year. And again, I've said that or up to this point, I should say, uh, about Florida, uh, excuse me, South Carolina's offense. I think they're a really good offensive team and defensive team, but I thought we we guarded. We just weren't able to execute, you know, critical plays on both ends of the floor. And you give their players, Michi Johnson and BJ Mack, great credit. I mean, they made big shots in the last four minutes of the game. But as far as positives, it's just that what we tried to do, we were able to accomplish. We just couldn't close it out in the last two minutes of the game. All right, and the uh, thoughts on the defensive performance from Saturday for the Pirates. I think over the last three games, I think our defense is playing the way we want it to play. Uh, you know, looking at the game, whether we had, were fortunate enough to come out with a victory or not, you're always going to look at it as a coach and say there's areas we have to be better and we see the breakdowns and we've addressed those the last few days. And uh, But I've said this many times here, like this isn't baseball, you're not going to pitch a perfect game ever. But as far as the buy-in and what we're trying to do, I thought our guys did a really good job on Saturday. All right, and uh, we uh, hear from Coach Swartz on what to expect Florida to do and how Florida will attack the uh, Pirates. They're an elite offensive team. They're averaging over 80 points a game, I think nearly 84 points a game. Uh, Their speed, their size, the way they shoot the basketball, their tempo is one of the very top in the country. They start possessions with elite offense in transition, and they finish possessions with one of the top offensive rebounding teams in the country. So I I wish I could pick one way that I think I know they'll attack us. I think this is an elite offensive team that has a number of guys that could put the ball in the basket and do a lot of things, and that's why it'll be a great challenge for our defense. All right, and more from uh, Coach Swartz on the emphasis of offensive rebounding. Well, we've been talking about offensive rebounding and teams that are good you know, all year long. This just happens to be the best one that we faced, and we faced some other good ones. Uh, we work on it every day. We probably spend 20 minutes a day minimum straight on defensive rebounding like forget anything else we we put a bubble up on the basket there is no ball going through the basket and it gets pretty physical in there uh, but it is probably the single hardest thing to do in basketball is to get guys consistently to understand blocking out shot goes up guys track the ball they want to go where the ball is as opposed to running towards someone and hitting somebody and you just work on it every day i think we've gotten better uh, south carolina had seven offensive rebounds in the game the other day the, the issue is with great teams like South Carolina and Florida, if you're even fortunate enough to keep them under a certain number, when they do get them, they capitalize on them. And South Carolina really capitalized. Every time they got an offensive rebound, they either scored or they got fouled. And it's going to be a real challenge for us because Florida has really good size. They have good speed. They're going to shoot the ball from the perimeter, and you're going to have to go rebound the basketball. All right, our pirate report here today. A couple more comments from uh, Mike Swartz. Uh, here is uh, Coach Swartz on uh, the team at Ezra working on defending without fouling. 
we never you know, see stuff on film and don't emphasize it in practice. And then a lot of times you're emphasizing in practice and you have success in it, we don't go away from emphasizing it. So whether it's fouling, whether it's defensive rebounding, things that a lot of guys, you know, you want to play aggressive and, you know, you go for the ball, you attack the ball in the wrong area, you work on it every day. And I think Ezra's made strides these last two days, but if I knew of a way to snap my fingers and magic potion and you can knock out those habits right away, believe me, we'd do all right, and uh, Coach Swartz on how the school break, the exam break, has been a positive for the team. The last week or so, you're heavy academic, so we, we would be getting ready to go to pregame meal, and guy would be go taking a final uh, exam. Or, or right after we meet at night, he goes back to study hall to, to get ready for a test the next morning, maybe even on the game day. So, yeah, it's a great thing, I think, around the country. All, all coaches would say this time of year the guys can probably take a deep breath academically for a few weeks, and they can really focus on the team. You start to travel. Obviously, we're going to be traveling more here over the next few weeks. And they get more time in the gym. And that's a big thing. The campus becomes a little more empty. People, students go home. So you can lock into each other. And, and I think that's a positive. And uh, last one here from Coach Swartz on how Florida's size could pose a challenge. They're really fast and they have good size both sides of the ball. It's not just their size and speed on offense. You know, they're defensively, they, they do a good job keeping you out of the paint because of their size. Uh, they, their bigs are mobile. They can block shots, as we talked about, how well they rebound. So, yeah, it's a real challenge for us, you know, in terms of that. And, you know, we hope that uh, we need guys to step up. We need our front court to step up. But I've often said this to you guys here. We need our guards to play big. It's something that it helps us if our guards play big because we're not going to match up with them size-wise on the front line, but you hope that our guards can give our bigs some help in there, too. All right, uh, that'll do it. Comments from Coach Schwartz on today's Pirate Report for you here. The breaking news is Cam Hayes will play tonight. Uh, we put that uh, out there at the beginning of the show. And, uh, Pilk, I, I got I to gotta think that, uh, you know, regardless of how much Cam Hayes plays tonight, he's a very popular member of the of the team with his teammates. So I think this will be a nice little energy boost uh, if you already didn't have enough uh, hype from you're playing an SEC team on the road, essentially, and you wanted to come back and make a uh, you know a situation where you come back and uh, play, um, you know, uh, to, after a loss. Yeah, no, I definitely think he can bring, possibly bring that energy for this team. I mean, this is a team who was in a very tough game against the South Carolina Gamecocks in a back and forth game. Really, South Carolina just kind of dominated the last 45 seconds or so of the game. So you've proved that you can play with teams at this level. Now, uh, you just need that spark to put you over that hump, and he could definitely be this guy. You know, it stinks that Ben Baella will be unavailable as that adds some depth, but, uh, this is a guy who's played in an SEC games, many SEC games, and, uh, will, be a big mentor on and off the court, and uh, hopefully he can uh, bring some production on the court as well. All right. Um, great job today, Pilk. Nice work. Thank you. Good show. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed having uh, Cy Seymour on with the breaking news. Jim Zoki was fantastic. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight's game. Can't wait to get home and watch it. Uh, I think it's going to be really uh, a lot of fun as the uh, Pirates will take on the uh, Gators. Go Gator of Florida. 
All right, Pilk. I'll get with you tomorrow on uh, how we're going to operate things with the show, but I think Brian Mull's going to join us. And uh, we'll be in the coveted 6 o'clock spot. We'll have some other things for you as well as far as the video. We'll just take two to social media. We'll let you know. All right. Have a great weekend. And don't forget Pirate Basketball tonight against uh, Florida. 7 o'clock right here on 94.3 The Game. Hannah Colonoscopy.